Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth And gross darkness cover the people But the Lord shall arise Feeling down deep in my heart since I found you. Now I'm on my way, Jesus. Deep in sin, falling deeper and deeper into my sinful ways. Now I'm on my way. I have found. gonna stay. Now I'm on my way. Jesus, this is where I found love and joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. Now I'm on my way. I have found Lost in sin and shame, but you gave your life to save me. Oh, oh I don't want to ever have to leave you. I don't ever want to lose my calling. Lord, I want to be with you, and I'm going to stick with you. 
Cause I'm stuck on you I've got this feeling down deep in my heart Since I found you Now I'm on my way Jesus Deep in sin Falling deeper and deeper into my sinful ways Now I'm on my way I have found a new light Oh yes I have I have found a new light Oh, oh this is a true and a faithful saying lost in sin and shame but you gave your life to save me oh, oh I don't want to ever have to leave you I don't ever want to lose my calling I love the brethren I love my pastor I love the church Lord I want to be with you and I'm going to stick with you cause I'm stuck on you I've got this feeling down deep in my heart since I found you now I'm on Falling deeper and deeper into my sinful ways Now I'm on my way I have found a new life Oh, 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 oh. I have found a new life
want to be one of those who leave you Those who pretend around you Those who forsake you Those who forget I bless the day I found you I want to stay around you, serving in your house, Lord, doing your will. Each time I pray, Lord, each time I meditate upon your Calling me I want to serve you, Jesus I want to do your will And I want to love you I bless the day you chose me, the day you anointed me to do your will. So teach me the art of hearing, teach me the art of following, that I may hear you.
know why I really love Sunday morning You see I wasn't born again I never read my Bible I never ever prayed at all No But I was saved on a Sunday Yeah That's why I really, yeah, I really like Sunday morning, yes, that's why I really, I really like Sunday Jesus I am winning souls for Jesus Sunday morning is the time I'm gonna work for God yeah invitation visitation yeah that's why I really Sunday morning I go witnessing I go preaching I think about others who have never ever heard of Jesus I am winning souls for Jesus that's why I really Oh
Just please the Lord 
Amen. Full of power and the Holy Ghost. If you're excited as I am, make some Holy Ghost noise. Clap your hands as we welcome to the pulpit Bishop Richard Hyatt. Two one. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let us pray. Let us pray. Let's say a word of prayer. Father, we bless your precious and holy name. Thanking you for this blessed opportunity to be in this place, Lord, and to be in your presence. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Let your grace greatly abound towards us, Lord. Thank you for hearing ears, Lord, and understanding hearts, Lord. Thank you for your blessing, Lord. We are grateful that you bless us. You will anoint us. You will give us eyes that see and ears that hear, Lord, and hearts that believe and receive and understand, Lord. Let your will be done. Be glorified amongst us. Be praised amongst us, Lord. Thank you for your beautiful church that you've established and made us part of, Lord. Let your will be done in this place. Thank you, Father. Have mercy on us. Forgive us, Lord, of all our sins and all our mistakes. Thank you, Lord, for mercy and for forgiveness. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Say a better amen. amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Take your seats. Fantastic. Am I the only one feeling warm? You're also feeling warm, isn't it? Okay. Somebody who is feeling cold is deciding for us that we should be, we should be warm. So tell the person that we are feeling warm. Wonderful. So last week we started off sharing on seven great principles. Okay. Um, this is definitely a message series that you have to write. You can't, you can't just listen. You have to write and be writing. Because I'm sharing with you very important principles of your Christian life and your Christian walk. And um, I pray that you have hearts that receive these principles because a principle is something that never goes out of date it always it's always applicable all the time so you can always tell you can always tell uh, those who have learned principles and they live by them and those who have heard of it perhaps they've, they've even taught it but they don't live by them because it never got into their hearts, meaning that they never understood it. Because when you don't understand a principle, you, you, you just you keep breaking it and you keep breaking it. And you keep, you know, moving in cycles as though you've never been taught or you've never heard of the existence of such a principle. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, um, these are principles for your Christianity and for your faith. Is going to help you walk with God in a meaningful way. 
it's going to help. It's actually going to help you understand yourself, and it's, it's going to help you if you are in a position that you need to understand others. It will help you understand others also, um, even in counseling and helping. You will know who you are dealing with, what you are dealing with, because you would know which principle is at work. So principles are very important. They are very, very extremely important that you have to know, we have to learn, and you have to believe. You have to believe it, that this is what it is. This is what is working. This is what is functioning. This is what is operating. It is this principle that is at work. Hallelujah. So, Last week, we talked about seven great principles of salvation or seven great principles of the new creation. Either way, it's applicable. The new creation or salvation, it's um, helpful. So, principle number one, you have to help me now. Say it again. Man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. Everybody that you see, that person is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. You have to know, man is a spirit. Man is not man. Man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He has feelings. He has feelings. He has emotions. He has a mind. The spirit has a mind, has feelings, has desires, has a will. He has a soul and then he lives in a body. The body is a house that he has rented. It's rented for some years, some decades, whatever. He's living in it for a while and then he... um, he will check out one day. I don't know when, but he'll check out. So man is a spirit. So when you see when you see a human, you are looking at a spirit. And therefore, you have to ask yourself, where is this person going to spend eternity? Because the spirit of man never dies. It lives on. The body dies, but the spirit doesn't. So when you see the person, man is a spirit. That's why you have to witness to the person. That's why you have to witness. That's why you have to talk to the person. Because where that person is going to spend eternity is more important than his postcode. People are excited about their postcodes. The whole system is designed around postcodes. If like change postcodes and see, you see your car insurance will change. Just by your postcode. Just by your postcode. It's happened to me before. I had a certain postcode. And then my postcode became SE13. SE13 something. Look, this lady, and I was just changing my car insurance. Just my car insurance. This lady on the phone just said to me that, before before you you go on, before you talk any further, I want you to know that your insurance, just by your postcode, your, your whatever has changed, has gone up by this. I felt very sad on the phone. I said, what? I said, what are you telling me? That, I mean, what, what are you saying? If, if that conversation was recorded, I think she should lose her job. I don't think you tell somebody that you are, it's like, it's like you've ushered yourself from somewhere into trouble. 
I just mentioned my own said, I just want you to know that just by the postcode you've mentioned, as I've just keyed it in, it's gone up by this amount. So should we continue? I said, we should continue. I come. I've moved already. I've moved already. <laughs> I'm here. I've moved. I've come. I've come. I've come already. I'm with my people. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's not. It's not by postcode. You don't. You know, your eternity is not de- determined by your postcode, or your life is not really determined by your postcode. It's determined by heaven or hell, whether you believe in Jesus or not. So man is a spirit. When you're choosing beloved, know that man is a spirit. Don't go by handsomeness and beauty. Yes. Yes. The handsome guy you are choosing is a spirit. Has a soul and lives in a body. The broad chest you see. The ultra trim mustache that you are staring at. Yeah, it was a mustache, isn't it? It's a mustache of a spirit. <laughs> Not it's a spirit. If he is a spirit, then it means that it means that he is most influenced by spirits, by a, by another spirit, by a stronger spirit. So, is it the Holy Spirit that is influencing him, or is it? Demons. Yes. That's the question you have to ask yourself now. Is it the Holy Spirit? Because if it's the Holy Spirit, then you would know. If this person has the Holy Spirit, this is how he will behave. He'll be like this, he will do this, he will do this, he will do this, he will do then yet this one is under the influence of the Holy Spirit. If he is not, you also see other things. Then you know that he is not under the influence of the Holy Spirit. A spirit he is. And because he's a spirit, he's influenced by the forces in the realm of the spirit. Man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. (laughs) Principle number two. Wait, 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 wait. Principle number two. Shall we go? Can you see that we are talking about the spirit? Because man is a spirit. The spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. He's not saved. He's not born again. He's not renewed. He's not regenerated. He's not washed by the water of the word. He's not washed by the blood of Jesus. There's nothing. He's he's dead. And then desperately wicked. All the wickedness you see in the world is from unsaved, unbelieving men. That's why an unbeliever is able to do things that you would wonder, why is he doing what he's doing? It's because his conscience is dead. The spirit of the unsaved man, the voice of man is the voice of his spirit. The conscience is like the voice of your spirit. The more you lower or you shut down that voice, the more wicked you become and insensitive you become. Man is a spirit. And the spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. Principle number three. Principle number three, shall we go? The spirit of the saved man is righteous and truly holy. This is beautiful, isn't it? The spirit of the saved man 
is righteous and truly holy. You are born again. You are saved. You don't need to do anything. The blood of Jesus, the grace of God makes you righteous and truly holy. You are wondering, are you holy? Yes, you are holy. Yes, you are. Are you righteous? Yes, you are. But yesterday you did this. No, you are righteous and truly holy. You are. You are. You are. It's the accuser who keeps accusing you and reminding you of your slip-ups. Are you righteous? Yes, you are. You mean I'm holy? You are truly holy. Truly, truly, truly special. You are special to God. That's why when he's looking for missionaries, he will choose you. That's why he's looking for pastors, he will choose you. Because you are truly holy. Do you realize that the things you used to do, and you never felt bad about it, now if you find yourself doing it, you feel bad. How many of you have discovered? But you shouldn't be doing anything. (laughs) But now you will discover that you feel bad because because your spirit is now saved. It's now renewed. Regenerated. Have you seen? Have you seen the uh, taking areas, uh, uh, areas sometimes apartments regeneration? They have terms they use regeneration like refurbishing, like doing it up, making the whole area something regeneration of this area regeneration of that. There are some areas that you see the word regeneration. Yes, when you see, remember born again or saved. The spirit is regenerated. So that spirit is now righteous and truly holy. That's why you feel bad when you slip up. That's why you say to yourself, what have I done? But before, it was the norm. It was the norm. You were okay with it. You were happy. You were comfortable in sin. But proof, proof that you are saved, righteous, and truly holy is that you are no longer comfortable with sin. Principle number four. Shall we go? After you are born again, your spirit is a newborn baby. It must grow. It must grow. It must grow. You've got to grow. You've got to grow. Tell your neighbor you've got to grow up. Got to grow up. You expected to grow up. So that so that's why we have new Christians, and that's why we have something called New Believers School, a school for new believers, because the new believer is a newborn baby. Don't give your life to Christ and run off and say, "I've done it. It's finished." Imagine. Imagine a lady giving birth in Guy's Hospital or St. Thomas. You, you prefer St. Thomas? Okay, St. Thomas. And then as soon as she gives birth, pim, the baby comes out. Pim. And as soon as the baby comes out, the baby takes a pack of pampas and says, see you later, nurses. Nurses. 
I'm off. With all the slime and the grime and the and the blood and the everything on it. See you later. I've got some pompous. I'll use it on the way. The pompous are the are the books we give to the new believers. So they just take a pompous. So that's it. I'm off. See you later. Then she gets to the left. Can't even reach the button. So see someone says, say, say, I'm going, it has a left. He said, I'm going down. I'm going out. Imagine. Imagine you get to the doors of the hospital and you see this baby coming out. Fresh baby. Wet hair. So, after you are born again, Interestingly, perhaps today we will learn that thing. Interestingly, some people stay at this baby stage for a long time. Very, very, very long time. Yeah. But you must grow. Who's because of you? Yes. After you're born again, your spirit is a newborn baby. It must grow. It must grow. You expect her to grow. I expect you to grow. God expects you to grow. The Bible teaches that you must grow. I expect you to grow. I expect you to grow. I expect you to grow up. You must be growing up. God expects you to grow up. You must grow up. Well, you're not growing up. It's a problem. It becomes, it becomes a problem and a great concern. For everybody that this person is not growing up. You've got to grow. Principle number five. Shall we go? After you are saved, your mind is still the same and it must be renewed. Your mind has to be renewed. Are you understanding the principles of salvation? That after you're saved, your mind is the same. You don't, so you don't use the old mind. You have to start renewing the mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2, you have to start renewing. The renewal comes, the change comes by renewal of the mind. So now you have to start reading your Bible more, praying more, reading Christian literature more, listening to Christian music, change of friends, change of association. You have to go to church every time. The mind has to be renewed. You can't use the old mind in Christianity. Because if you use the old mind in the faith, you will do the old things. You know the old things, isn't it? Yes. The mind has to be renewed. The mind is still the same. The mind is still the same. That's sometimes people are, are shocked. People even feel as though they are not saved. That's why I'm sharing these principles. So when you find yourself thinking about something you shouldn't be thinking about, or planning to do something you shouldn't be planning to do. Don't allow the, the don't allow the enemy to tell you you are not saved. Because after you are born again, your mind is still the same. It has to be renewed. That's why your dressing is still the same after you are born again. Because that's how you know to dress. That's what you know is nice. You feel revealing this place and revealing that place and showing that place is what is nice. So your mind is still the same. 
It has to be renewed. It has to be renewed. You have to allow, you have to allow the word of God to change how you think. No laws, don't wait for laws and rules. Over here we don't do this. Over here, no, over here we do everything. I've told you before, you can't even come in swimsuit. We do anything. <laughs> Feel free. You're welcome to church. Try it. You see, I will preach normally, we'll dance normally. You can even come to the front and dance. No, you see, if anybody, if anybody complains about your dressing in this church, the person is not representing us. Yeah. If anybody ever tells you, I have not, I have not sent that person. I haven't sent that person to come and talk about your dressing. When your mind is renewed, nobody will talk to you about anything. And your mind is renewed. Nobody will tell you. You will know. I mean, you will know. Don't you have brains? You will know. <laughs> Don't you have brains that you use, you wear that thing to go to the beach? Why would you use it for church? Will you be able to wear a suit to the beach? <laughs> one day, <laughs> I went to visit one of these places. And the host pastor put me in a hotel on the beach. One of these beachy places. Look, I've, I've never been properly dressed and felt odd and ashamed of myself. Not just odd, I was ashamed of myself. I was ashamed of myself. I was ashamed. Sunday morning, Sunday morning, I don't know what happened to me that I took a green tie. I was wearing black suit, white shirt, and a loud green tie. Blazing, blazing hot, sunny day. And I was standing in the lobby waiting to be picked up. Look, I felt ashamed of myself. Because everybody around me was naked. And everybody was looking at me. It's like, who is this guy? Where, where is he from? And now there are no, no Bibles to hold. I'm holding an iPad. If I was holding a Bible, I'd be even more confident that I'm going to church. But here I am with an iPad mini. Standing there in my black suit, white shirt, loud green tie and everybody around me naked naked old and young old and young naked I've never seen old women who can walk around naked like that before I mean they're, they're not ashamed of anything that anything that was deformed they were just moving So the pastor came to pick me up. I asked him that, is this the only place I can live? Is this the only place? So the second time I was going there, I said to him, do not take me to that place. I can't stay there. Look, even going for breakfast, even going for breakfast. In my polo shirt, my polo shirt and my jeans at breakfast, I was odd. I had to focus on my foot. Because if I look to my left, at thighs. To my right, at thighs. If I lift my head up a bit. <laughs> that is breakfast. Just to eat. I have to look inside the plate. 
when I need, when I need to take my cup of coffee. You can't look anywhere. You can't look anywhere. You can't look at anything. So I'm telling you, if you also come to church in those things, if anybody comments, that person is not a shepherd. That's it. That means the person doesn't represent us because we've never sent anybody to go and talk to people about their dressing. Even they ask you, do you speak in tongues? Yes. Then we are in business. Totally goes baptism, speaking in tongues, listening to messages, reading your Bible, quiet time. Yes, then we're in business. No, you're dressing. That's what you're dressing. You need to read the Bible a couple of times. You stop. You stop. You stop all those nonsense. <laughs> otherwise, feel free. Principle number what? Six. Are you ready for principle number six? Shall we go? What does it say? Your body. Your body. Your body. Your body. Your body. Your body. How many of you have a body? It is still the same. It is still the same. Meaning that it still likes what it likes. It still enjoys what it enjoys. It's still pleased by what pleasures him. Your body is the same. Your body is the same. Same, 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 same. You might, you see, you don't, you don't fast and pray about your body. If God some of you, brothers, some of the things you are, if God should answer your prayer, it means you'll be impotent. Yes, if God should answer that prayer, everything will stop working. Do you want that? How many of you want that? <laughs> you don't want it? Yes. You don't bind, you don't bind your body. I bind, body, I bind. No, you don't bind. You keep it under control. You train it. You train it. You train. You train your body. You train your body. That you can't eat this. You can't have this. You train it. The body is put under training. You don't bind it. One brother went to, went to his pastor. He said, he said can, can I be castrated? He said, I want to be castrated. Because, because I can't handle the, I can't seem to be able to solve this problem can I be castrated, I just need to be castrated that's the extent to which his love for God took him because he loves God so much, he said the body oh ah the body you must keep it under control keep it under control Say to it, you can't have it. Say to it, you can't go. Say to it, you can't do. You can't. You have to control it. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. Like you're able to control yourself when you have dysentery. Are you not able to control yourself? You even change the way you walk. 
When you see your friends and they want you to stand, they say, no. See you guys. See you guys. See you guys. See you guys. The worst point is when you get to your door and you're opening your door. How <laughs> I many of you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Those on this side, this I thought you don't understand anything I'm saying. Control it. Control it. You have to control it. The body can be controlled. You don't bind it, but it can be controlled. And it can be controlled. You can, tra- you can train yourself. You can train your body. Train it. Train it. Be disciplined. Yeah, you, have to, you can train the body. So you can see untrained, untrained bodies. People who haven't trained themselves. And then they sound like they want to play, blame demons. Look, look, I don't know how one day we can interview a demon. I wouldn't like to be the person to interview them. But look, I'm sure if you miss it, some demons will say that, look, I am not responsible. I am not. They'll even tell that, why are you accusing me? I'm not. I don't know anything about it. They'll tell you, since, since, since he got born again, we've left him. We've left him. Because his pastors have been praying for him. Every time we are going, we see swords flying. We can't go there. We can't go there. But his body, the guy can't control himself. You must learn to keep it in control. Learn to keep it in control. Maybe you'll be able to keep it in control when you stop blaming demons. Yeah, because now you will feel responsible. You know you are the responsible one. And principle number seven. Shall we go? Yes, you must think on. The, you must learn to think on the right things. You must learn to think on the right things. After you are saved, your mind is open to. How many of you have your mind is still open to all kinds of thoughts? How many of you have had some? Interesting thoughts today, even today. I tell you, these, those on this side, they are too pure. Those on this side, I want real human beings. How many of you have had some thoughts today? Ah! Yeesh. You see, even when you can't lift up your hand, it means your mind is really open to you. You have thoughts. I have to lie. So let me not. I can't, I can't, be, I can't be honest. kinds of thoughts doesn't mean that you are thinking about fornication. All kinds of thoughts. Yes. All kinds of, including being dishonest. That is, let me not be real. Let me not be true. Let me not say who I really am. It's a kind of thought. Yes. Your mind is open to all kinds. You must learn to think on the right things. Again, train your thinking to think on the right things. Think on the right things. Stay with the right things. Especially some of us who are kind of easily offended. Easily offended. Easily, easily depressed. Easily affected by things. We have, we have crazy imaginations. We stretch, we stretch our imaginations to the negative world. 
And then when you meet the person, the person has not even thought about it. The person will even be wondering, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I mean, what are you saying? But you feel they have thought this and said this because of this, because of the way they've even been behaving. I am sure this is what they've been thinking about me. No. Stretching the imagination, stretching it, stretch the imagination, and you get depressed. He start telling himself, it's not worth living. Life is not worth living. I remember one day a certain lady sent me a message. If I remember well, it was my first message I've ever received from her. In the first message, her introduction, she mentioned her name. This is this. I've always thought you don't like me. And I was wondering, why would you think I don't like me? Where, where did we meet? <laughs> Do you understand? I mean, then she was not even in the church that I pastor. She was in the branch. She was in the branch. He said, I don't, I said, how can I not like, how, how can you be there and think somebody doesn't like you? I mean, why? Why? Why would you think somebody doesn't like you? Why? <laughs> why wouldn't they like you? No, but there are people who have such real thoughts that someone doesn't like them. You don't like me. You don't like me. You don't like me as much as this one. You don't like me as much as that. You don't like me like that. All kinds of imaginations. And it brings, it brings, it attracts other problems and other issues. First line. I've always thought you don't like me. So I just replied, I like you. (laughs) Because I like I don't, no, I, I don't, I, I, I do not not like it. <laughs> I like it. Why would I like you? What's, what's wrong with you? What's, what's the problem with you? What, what is it about you? Are you food that I don't like? I like. Don't think somebody does it. Ask your neighbor, do you think I don't like you? Ask the person, do you think I don't like you? Tell the person, if you like me, say it. That you like me, say it. Say, I like you, say it. Yes. Some are not saying it. Why? But what's your problem? He doesn't like this. He's also not saying it to you. He's rather quietly with somebody here. <laughs> he said he likes you. He likes you. <laughs> you like them. See? <laughs> so these are our seven great principles of the new creation. Will you be able to remember all these principles? Yes. Principle number one is what? Principle number two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. 
Wow. How many of you think if you can remember and have these principles in your heart, it will help you in your walk with God? You, you, you can't backslide. If you know this great, you, you can't backslide. It becomes impossible for you to backslide. So today, I have seven other principles for you. <laughs> so today is the seven great principles of spiritual growth. Seven great principles of spiritual growth. You remember one of the principles that you must grow. You must grow. You must to grow. Yes, you must to grow. You have to grow. You can't be a baby forever. You have to grow. I mean, you were born 25 years ago and you are still a baby. Why? Principle number one of spiritual growth. Every Christian has three stages of spiritual growth. That is to say, or colon, the baby stage, the childhood stage, and the maturity stage. Shall I say it again? Every Christian has three stages of spiritual growth. Colon. The baby stage, the childhood stage, and the maturity stage. These are the three stages of spiritual growth. You are first a baby, then a child, then a matured believer, a matured Christian. First Peter chapter 2 verse 2, that's the baby stage. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. One of the evidence, one of the strong evidence of a newborn Christian is the earnest desire, the craving for the word of God. They desire the word of God. They want, they want to be fed with the word. If ever you're a shepherd, basenta leaders, pastors, whatnot. All the people that you have by the grace of God to guide, share the word with them. Don't share nonsense with them. Don't share jokes, football results, cricket results, boxing results. Share the word. The word. And if you have a shepherd, a leader, whatever, whatever we call ourselves, who doesn't share the word, leave that group. Leave, leave it with no apology. We'll see. Left. Leave it and join another group. Do not stay with a baby shepherd or a baby pastor or a corrupt pastor or a corrupt. Don't stay with that. Don't hang on. Because sin and misbehavior, it can be it can be something that you can enjoy. Control yourself and say, I'm leaving. I have nothing to do with you again. I have nothing to do with you. When you meet in church, you say, praise the Lord. When he says, oh, you left our chat girl, say, oh, yes. <laughs> Mercy, forgive. <laughs> Mercy, forgive. But save you. You see, but save yourself. Save your soul. Join another group. No, I, I am. I'm serious. I'm serious. 
Don't stay with someone that is corrupting you. And that will corrupt you. And that will stifle your spiritual growth. Don't stay with such a person. Don't have, because you are supposed to be fed with the word that you will grow. If that person has accidentally found himself in leadership position, he just going no, I'm not being fed with the word. Your desire for the word should guide you. No, I am not being fed by being in this person's basenta or being under. I'm not being fed. He's feeding me with nonsense. Change. I'm giving you the right and the power to change. Don't leave the church. That's change. Yes. Change. When you see the person in church on Sunday, what will you do? What will you say? say, Mercy, forgive, and run away. Yes. Don't stay, don't stay for the talk for a long time. Just say, mercy, forgive. And run. Run away. Run, 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 run. Run. Don't, don't, don't even spend even 30 seconds in the presence of that person. Yes. Don't hang around non-serious, non-spiritual people. Don't hang around them. Because you must grow. You must grow. You must grow. You gain nothing by holding on to stupid loyalties. I have to, I have to, stay, I have to stay with this mad person. Or non-growing, non-maturing, non-increasing. Someone who is not helping you to grow. You are an unbeliever. Okay? The person is treating you, as though, you are, as though you are still in an unbeliever world. No, save yourself. You've been bought by the blood of Jesus. Why would you hang around? Why would you hang around uh, a non-serious person? Your desire for the word should guide you. I want more word. I want more word. I need 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 word. I've got to grow. I've got to grow. My desire for word and a certain type of word tells me, tells me that I'm growing. Yeah. You must grow. The first stage is the baby stage, isn't it? Um... What are we talking about? Baby stage. Second stage is a childhood stage. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children. Tossed to and fro. Now it's showing us the characteristics of people in the childhood stage. They are tossed to and fro. To and fro is an old English expression for here and there. Or all over the place. So when people are in a childhood stage, you see them. Today they are in, 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 in first love. Next time they are in love first. <laughs> and then they use, they use even, even the proof that this person is a child, not a grown up. They use the secular terminologies like, I have to move on. <laughs> Christianity is not like a career path. It's your faith. And you have to be planted. You have to be like a tree that is planted. You have to be planted. You have to be planted by rivers. 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 You have to be planted. A Christian must be planted. Not moving to and fro. Carried about 
with every wind of doctrine, that is any teaching, any new teaching, that's like I'm running for it. There's a new teaching here. There's a new this here. Then I'm going for it. That's a child. A child is very unstable. Very, very unstable. A, a Christian in childhood stage is very, very extremely unstable. And they talk, this little things, little things just approach them. That's it. every wind, every, any wind at all can move them. Any wind, any issue, any problem, any new thing they will hear can move them. Even beloved can move them. No, you see, many years ago, I knew some husband before first love started. And I always, I remember I used to ask myself, how, how, how can my wife, number one, choose which church we should go to? Number two, how can my wife's behavior stop me from going to church? This was before first love started. And I, I remember I used to ask, I used to ask all the time that these people, Esther, I, I used to say, I used to say, God forbid, if anybody will stop, not me, she will have to stop then. If there must be a stopping, not me. Because, you see, because I know my God. I'm serving God. I am serving God. I'm not thrown by any wind, any wind of marital days, this, uh, my wife is like this. But, but see, I used to ask to see them. When the wife disappears, they disappear. When the wife comes back, then they come back. When the wife ministers to them on Sunday morning, they come and sit there happily. It's like, yes, now things are working. When things are not working, then they disappear. See, you, you are a child, perhaps even a baby. You are even like a baby Christian. You don't know God. Your roots are not deep in God. You see, your roots have to be deep in Christ. Deep in Christ. Because there are different winds and different crises that can blow at you. But when it blows, when the wind blows, and the wind blows vehemently, when it blows, you must be stable. That's what shows that you know your God and you are a Christian. Everything, I mean, it's not like God has sent a text to say, I'm no more God. Then you stop. That's the only thing I must tell you that you shouldn't go to church. Or Jesus sends a message and say, You know, um, I've changed my name. I'm no more your savior. Then you can say that the church is over. But not, not exams results. Ah. Ah. Or, or a misbehaving wife. Or a job situation. Or your, your basenta leader told you off. Or your pastor whacked his finger in your face. So you've been rooted out. You can't be rooted out. And you can't be taken out also by new teachings. So there's a new teaching here. There's nothing new under the sun. Don't you read your Bible. There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. You can't be blown away by if there's a new teaching. And then by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait. Because there are people who are waiting to deceive. 
Alphard members who have been deceived, they were, they were walking through Peckham, these kind of um, bearded boys that stand there saying that Jesus is a black man and this. I mean, this kind of... That, look! No, no, no. No, I'm serious. That was the end. That was the end of my precious church member. Precious church member. Very dear to me. Just he's met, he's met these people in Peckham. They said, Jesus is a black man. So what? If he's a green man, is, is our faith not in his blood? Yeah. <laughs> I heard some people came to church the other day. Some guys came to church here, here, a few weeks ago. They wanted to see me after the church. I didn't even get a chance to see them. Yet their problem is that I, I don't preach from the New, um, Old Testament. I should preach from the Old Testament. I should preach the law. So, so they are coming for a debate. They want to see me after for a debate about Old Testament. Don't worry. When they come, I'll call you. Okay, I'll call you. Relax. They, they, they didn't come back. Relax. They didn't come. Three weeks ago, they said, I don't, it's like I have to pray from Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, Exodus, Deuteronomy. Otherwise, otherwise, everything I'm saying is not true. But to be honest, I was disappointed that they didn't come, that they, whoever brought them dis- discouraged them from coming. Because I know a verse for people who like that argument, I have a verse for them from the Old Testament. By the time they walk out of my room, they have to take off, off their clothes. But there's a law. There's a law that talks about the material that you are wearing. You shouldn't wear certain material. If they had come, I'll ask them, if you believe, take off your clothes. Take it off now. <laughs> you think you're the only one who reads the Bible? <laughs> People, you see, you, you, see you, you have to, that's why you have to grow up. Other, you just meet someone, they throw, they throw some idea at you, and then you are unstable. You are unstable, you are confused. You see, meanwhile, meanwhile, it's not so much of the new thing that you have heard. You already have desires, things that are pulling you out. Of, you are not so sure of some things. You are still struggling with some things. So anything that gives you the chance that I can fall back, then you fall. Looking for excuses. Looking for excuses. Looking for excuses. It's not the new doctrine that you had. It's not your wife's behavior. It's not your exam results. It's not the job situation. It is just that you, you have the, you've been battling with this dragon. Or battling with yourself to be a serious queen. And you have not been able to succeed. So the slightest thing. Then it's like, hey, I found a bed to lie on. Have you sat on the train when you were tired before? Is the train your bed? But did you not sleep? As you are walking, as you are moving, you're already thinking, I need to sleep. I wish I can sleep. Then suddenly there you are on the train. And your head becomes, your palms becomes a pillow. And you realize, look, I can take a quick nap. Sit down. When you, when you sit on the train, 5.30 p.m. or 6, everybody's having dinner. Is the train their home? Is it their dining room? Last, 
a few days ago, I was on the tree. As soon as I, everybody got in, the old started opening, peeling things. And I remember I said to myself, 15 years ago, it was not like this. 15 years ago, it was not like this. 18 years ago. 18 years ago, I was a late pastor. I used to go, I go to work all the time, come back around this time. So it wasn't like this because there was no packaged meals. All these things, I said, they are new. The worst you see is a, is a, is a white carrier bag with a silver foil in it. Chinese. Shinfawa. Yes. That's what you see. But you see, somebody, listen to me, someone has thought about it that people are hungry. People are hungry. It takes them an hour, sometimes two hours to get home. Long waits. So what, can, what do people eat? People eat pasta. Sandwiches. So let's package it so when they close from work, they can just take it. Sit on the train. There are tables on the train. Sit on the train. Take out their plastic fork. You see, you see them? They have their plastic fork. Just spill it open. Then they start. It's like dinner. 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 I was sitting there hungry. And I was, also on, I was also on that train for an hour and a half. And I was hungry. And I was, eat, I was living in the old ages that you eat at home. So I took my hunger home. When I got home, it was five minutes to 1 a.m. And I started announcing in the house, man moye. That is man must eat. Man must eat. But if I had followed these people, I would have also peeled my my pot noodles. But what I'm saying is that, you see, there's already a need. So that, that's why you, you have to be wary of every wind of doctrine. Because there's already a need. You are battling with yourself already. Battling to backslide. Battling to fall out. Battling to stop sacrificing. Battling, battling to have an easy road. You want an easy road to live. So if you are not strong, the little offer that comes, it's like, this is it. This is it. This is it. I mean, is the train the most comfortable place to live? Unless you are homeless. I mean, can it be the most comfortable place to sleep that you really want to sleep? The train. With all the bumps and the, and the announcements. It's not the best, but it's like you already, you already have need to sleep. So when you get it, you take it. So when you have that need and you are at the childhood stage, any teaching, any revelation, any problem, any challenge, you take it. You take it not because of the problem that has come up. You take it because there was a need already. You've already, you've, you're already hoping to have a legitimate or a so-called legitimate reason to backslide. So you take it. It hardly even happens and then you take it. Then you make it look huge. That's a child. Children are unstable. From today, you will not be a child. You grow up. I mean, you can already see yourself in the message. Hey, you can't see yourself. So, who am I preaching to? How many of you can see yourself in the message? Yes. Ephesians 4 14 describes a child tossed to and fro, here and there, carried about with every wind of doctrine. Hey, why? And then we have the third stage, the maturity stage. 
That's Hebrews 5.14. Ah, but solid food is for the mature. Who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. So you see that already it takes time to become a mature Christian. That's what the, that's what the word practice is there. Through practice. 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 You try it. You keep trying. You keep trying. You keep trying. You keep believing. You keep working on. With time, you'll be able to design or tell the difference between good and evil. After, after a while, you can tell. But it's for the matured. Principle number two. Principle number two. Are you ready for principle number two? Principle number two says that spiritual babies are dominated by their flesh because their new spirits are undeveloped, resulting in a life of fleshly works. Therefore, Okay, I'll start again. Spiritual babies are dominated by their flesh because their new spirits are undeveloped, resulting in a life of fleshly works. Therefore, spiritual babies are like religious unbelievers. Should read it again. Spiritual babies are dominated by their flesh because their new spirits are undeveloped, resulting in a life of fleshly works. Therefore, spiritual babies are like religious unbelievers. Yes. So, spiritual babies are dominated by the flesh. Why do we say that? Why do you say they are dominated by the flesh? They are dominated by the flesh because you are either dominated by the flesh or by the spirit. Galatians 5.18. A spiritual person or a matured person is someone who is predominantly influenced by the spirit. A baby is influenced by the flesh, still responds to the things of the flesh. It's affected by the flesh. So has a life of fleshly works. Flesh, 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 flesh. You see, you've known the person for years, but everything is flesh, 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 flesh. All the problems are flesh problems. Flesh, flesh. But if ye be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. So there are those who are led by the spirit and there are those who are led by the flesh. The flesh makes them do things. Flesh makes them break away. Flesh makes them walk out of church. Flesh makes them leave the church. Flesh makes them want to leave, 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 leave their marriage. Flesh wants them to um, break, break out from this. It's, it's, like, it's the flesh. There's no, there's no sense of even reasoning or, or using or exercising yourself in the laws of the spirit like forgiveness. There's nothing like that. An eye for an eye. And a tooth for a tooth. Sometimes you see girls, they are friends. Before that, they are not friends anymore. They don't talk anymore. And you'll be asking, why is this your friend? I don't know. Is there a problem? Not with me. I don't know. Is that with me? There's no problem. 
They are spiritual babies. Spiritual babies. Spiritual babies. Spiritual babies. Fleshy things. Galatians 5, verse 19. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest. That is, this, this, this is what you see when the flesh is at work. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. Have you seen moody people? Mind you, we're not talking about Halloween. We're talking about works of the flesh. Witchcraft is a work of the flesh. You think it's applying? No. It's a work of the flesh. There are people, you are, you are happy. As soon as they enter the room, they come with a gray cloud. Gray cloud. Gray cloud. Everything goes down. What's the problem? Nothing. Are you okay? Yes. Why are you not talking? Nothing. I don't even like some people sitting in the front row. No, 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 no at all. Because I see you first before I see others. And if you're, if you're a baby, if you're a spiritual baby, you have it. You, you see that last week you were very happy. And then this week... It's that you can't it says that you can't handle you can't handle yourself. You can't handle the flesh. You can't handle the flesh. Because you woke up with a headache. So for the rest of the day, even when the headache has stopped, for the rest of the day, I woke up with a headache. I woke up with a headache. You don't know what I'm going through. I woke up with a headache. Oh, come on. Or just about you are about to leave the house. Your mom told you off. So that's it. Everywhere you are going, you, you have to announce that. My mommy has told me off today. Or my wife, I told my wife to do something. She's even forgotten. I told her to do something since Wednesday. She hasn't done it. She's even forgotten. She was planning to do it and something came up. She's forgotten. Tell her again. Tell her again. Are you deaf mute? Tell her again. Because the whole world has to stop. Because I told her something to do. It's been three weeks. Three weeks now. Three weeks that I told her to do that. Three weeks. She hasn't had three weeks. Oh, come on, grow up. Oh. You are making us tired. Ah. Witchcraft. Hatred. Ask your neighbor, have you hated someone before? Okay, ask the person, have you told someone I hate you? Uh-huh. Variants, emulations, wrath, strife, strife, competition, 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 competing against each other. Now you find somebody who want to compete against the person. The person doesn't even know they're in a race with you. Is that when they do, you must also do. Strife. Competing. Competing in clothes. 
competing. Do you know one thing sisters don't like is when they wear a dress, they can't tell that somebody is wearing the same thing. They can't stand it at all. They can't stand it at all. At all. Last Friday when I was coming to the service, I took a shirt. I don't know, for some reason, I just changed my mind. I want to wear another shirt. When I came to the service, Taiwo was wearing exactly the shirt that I was... When I saw, I said to myself, oh, I should have worn it would have been twins today. But it was a sister, she'd be saying, thank God. Thank God I didn't wear it. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Hey, thank God. Thank God. She'll be singing. Who has the final say? She'll say, This one is Jehovah that has delivered. You'll even be wondering what, what miracle has happened. The miracle is I didn't wear the same thing I said. Jehovah. Jehovah. Jehovah has done it. Strive when there's competition amongst leaders, amongst pastors, it's childishness. You're you you being like a baby, like a baby. Ministry is not something we compete over and we argue over. Ministry is by the grace of God we find ourselves here. We're enjoying the grace, but when you see strife, envying, competitions. You should, know, you should know the caliber of people that are at work. Let me go on. You remember, we have seven principles, you know. You are helping me sing. First uh, Corinthians chapter 3. Are you learning principles? Are you learning something? Verse 1 says that, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. It means that there's a way of talking to spiritual people. If you have a meeting and there are spiritual people, then there's a way you would talk. If they are not spiritual too, there's a way you have to talk. So he's saying here that he came, he had a meeting. He said, I couldn't talk to you like I'll talk to spiritual people, but I had to talk to you like as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. So now we, we have to solve Little boy, little girl problems. Do you know little girl, boy, little girl problems? Don't take his toy. It's for him. Give it to him. Don't cry. I'll give you a, a sweet. There's toffee for you. Little boy, little boy, little girl issues. He's not talking about spiritual things. Always resolving petty issues. Not issues that advance anything. Petty issues, little issues. If your wife is a baby, baby Christian, beautiful, beautiful, but baby Christian, beautiful, but baby Christian, you always be solving problems between herself and her mother, herself and her friend, herself and her sisters, herself and this person, herself and that person in the church. You see, you see the problem that you are always resolving because you are married to a baby Christian. She's a baby. 
She'll be saying, I used to be a communion star. They said I shouldn't be a communion star anymore. Now they say I should be a traveling moon. It's like what has been taken from me. Something has been taken from me. Okay, wait. I'm going to, I'm going to get it back for you. Okay, okay, let me go. okay, it's for you. Don't cry, okay? Let's go cry. Okay, it's for you. Don't worry. Then I'll be winking. Say. Don't mind. Okay? Don't cry. Okay? See, miss, I'm with babies. I'm with babies. Babies are around. Babies are around. We can't do, we can't do, anything, we can't do anything spiritual. We can't talk about calling. We can't talk about anointing. We can't even share revelations because they are with babies. So the whole conversation is skewed into carnal things, carnality. You see, a baby is like, it's, it's carnal. That's what I say. But as unto carnal, even as unto babies. Do you know what it means to be carnal? It means pertaining to the body and its appetites. A carnal person is only to things that pertain to the body and its appetite. And then the, another meaning for the word canal is animal. Animal. A canal person is like an animal. A good example is like a dog. Has sex anywhere. 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 Take the dog. Once there's a female one on heat, he will do it. He doesn't know the name, doesn't have to know the name. It's like once it can happen, it will happen. That's a, that's a, that's a carnal person. Carnal person. He could be, he have been in the church for 20 years, but he's carnal. And you will see by the animal instinct. I must do it, I can do it. It's available. Well, I mean, why not? I think that's their motto. It's available, why not? Why not? If I can do, why shouldn't I do? Another meaning is giving to sensual indulgence. I think you are learning. Now, you, you, you'll be able to see, you'll be able to see carnal people. Natural people. Things blow you. Even, I was even talking, um, blown to and fro from this chair to that. No, son, I saw you from this chair to the other. Ministry to ministry. I don't want to be in the dancing stars anymore. I don't want to be in the dancing stars anymore. So why are you going? Where should I send them? Greater love. Why do you want them to go to greater love? Okay, I don't want dancing stars. I'm going to greater love. No, I'm in greater love. I'm in love that is great. The love here is great. Then greater love where you are. See? Hmm. These girls, I don't like their faces in greater love. But when we, when we go for rehearsals, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the sound of the sopranos. I don't, like their, I don't like their voices. There's one of them, her perfume. I don't like it at all. Pastor, can I move? I'm going to communion stars. No, communion I don't like it. It's too bloody there. Let me leave it. Where do you want to go? I want to be an airport star. I want to welcome people. No stability, no stability, no growth, no development for years, for years, unstable, unstable. Can't handle, it's always unstable. What I'm saying, the person genuinely can't handle some things, can't overlook some things, can't, can't let things pass. It's like it can't pass. 
I have to react to it. You can't react to everything. You can't. In this world, you can't. There'll be issues, there'll be things. You can't react to everything. If you keep reacting to everything, you can, you can easily usher yourself to hell. Ah. You can't. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. Wherein in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had a conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Do you remember when you could fulfill any desire of the flesh and the mind? Do you remember? Do you remember? And we were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So, when you see a baby Christian, spiritually baby Christians, you see, they behave like unbelievers. They behave like unbelievers who go to church. Because there are people who are not born again, but they go to church. They are religious. Or maybe even they don't go to church, just by their upbringing, wherever they grew up, there's a bit of the fear of God that is commented. So even when they're going to eat, sometimes you see, sometimes, okay, a good example would be footballers. They're not born okay, but when they're coming, I mean, just, <laughs> have you seen them? But they don't go to church. As soon as the match is over, they're going to cabin, drinking. But they, they, they're coming on first thing. Or when they score a goal. Do you think they love God? They just know. They just have an idea. That there's some, there's some supreme somebody. But this is an unbeliever. So a spiritual baby in the church behaves like a religious unbeliever. Goes to church all the time. But has, no, has nothing to show and to prove that I'm born again. All their things, all their things are carnal, fleshy. As the flesh wills, they follow. Flesh says, they says, I'll do what the flesh wants. Flesh says to the right, they go to the right. Flesh says to the left, I go to the left. You see, so you see the bickering, the bickering in ministries, things, bickering, talking, because you are dealing with a baby. The person that you are dealing with is a baby. Principle number three. And we can see that each principle can take us a week, isn't it? Okay, so let's race now. Principle number three, the spiritual childhood stage is sometimes dominated by the flesh and sometimes dominated by the spirit, resulting in instability. So when you get to the childhood stage, now we see a sway in fleshy things and then in spiritual things. Sometimes spiritual, sometimes fleshy. So the spiritual childhood stage, the baby stage is a full-blown fleshy zone. Childhood stage is sometimes dominated by the flesh and sometimes dominated by the spirit, resulting in instability. So sometimes he's your friend, sometimes he's not your friend. Sometimes she forgives you, sometimes she decides she can't forgive. 
Sometimes it's okay because he's spiritual. It's like, it's okay, it doesn't matter. Let's flow. Let's flow. Let's go on evangelism. Let's pray. Let's... Sometimes, no. 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 Won't talk, shan't talk, won't relate. I don't even feel like going to church. Because sometimes a person is dominated by the flesh. Sometimes they're dominated by the spirit. Sometimes they're in the flesh. Sometimes they're in the spirit. Depending on, depending on whatever is working. They flow. That's a child. Same passage, Ephesians 4.14. Principle number four. Spiritual maturity stage is dominated by the spirit. Resulting in fruits of the spirit and fruits of righteousness. Did you understand the childhood stage? Sometimes dominated by the flesh, sometimes dominated by the spirit, resulting in instability. In, you see, when you are stable, you are flowing in the spirit. When you become, as long as you become unstable, the flesh has taken over. No matter what the reason is, no matter what the reason is, you can't overcome. The flesh is leading you. You are not being led by the spirit. And then the matured stage, number four, spiritual maturity stage is dominated by the spirit. Resulting in fruits of the spirit and fruits of righteousness. When you become mature, now we see fruits. It means that the cardinal feature, the main feature of a mature person is fruits. Not issues or problems. Even when he has problems, he has fruits. His focus, his focus on his fruits and his work for God drowns all other issues that are, are, are moving on in his life. John chapter 15. John 15. Verse 1 says that I am the true vine and my father is a husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Keep going. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same, the same person bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do it. So you see, a mature person, someone who has been abiding, he's been staying. Abide is to stay. He's been staying. When you've stayed around for a while, the next thing we'll see about you are fruits. Except unless you are stuck at childhood stage or baby stage. That's why you'll be around and then the only thing that's known about you are problems, fleshy problems. But when you are maturing, that is responding to the word. Responding to the word. Hearing the word, understanding the word, the next thing that is seen in you are fruits, 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 fruits. We see souls. We said now you are a shepherd. Now you are a leader. Now you are a soul winner. You will see fruits. Now you are establishing people. When 
when people come around you, they change for the better. They become better believers. Then you, know, you are becoming a mature person. Not that when people come around you, they backslide. Then you, you are, then you are an unfortunate event in their life. That's why I said earlier that when you see that, change, change, change. And we apologize for giving you a baby leader. Change. Just switch over. Switch. Switch fast and switch quickly. Galatians 5. Ah, you will be fruitful. Verse 22. It says that, but the fruit of the spirit. So these are the things that we see in a mature person. Fruits. We see fruits. A mature person is fruits, 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 fruits. But the fruit of the spirit is love. When a mature person, you see love. You know love? Love beareth all things. Love beareth all things. Love is gentle. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love thinketh no evil. Those of you who have been thinking evil about everything, everything has an evil something to it. It means you don't have love. You don't like me. I thought you don't like me. I thought you didn't like me. I thought you are like this. That is not love. It's not a fruit of love. Offended, never forgiven, never letting go an issue. It's like, it's like okay, I forgive. I forgive him, but I haven't forgotten. You see, the effect, when the effect of an experience is, la- especially a negative experience, is lasting on your life, then you are not matured. Now, the way you are now is from what you experienced yesterday or a year ago. No, then you're not spiritual. You're not spiritual. Because you are going to, there are more things to experience. You didn't know. <laughs> there are more things to experience. There are more things to, there are more things to see. More things to see. You can't say that, hey, because of this, this greater love people, this greater love people, I will not love them great again. <laughs> no. no you, can't, you, can't, you can't do that. Where there are human beings, there will be offenses. As for offenses, there will be. There will be. I promise you, there will be offenses. There will be. You can say because of what this your friend that you won't talk to the friend again. You see, that's that's they say that that's the that's the perversions, that's the door to the perversions of the world. I can't have a boyfriend anymore because I've suffered at the hands of so many boys, so now I only have girlfriends. Yes. You see, when you move to the extreme, now you are practicing extreme righteousness. It's like all men are bad. All men are bad, yet you're a human being. So you have the need of affection. And you have the capacity to give love to. So that where do you give your love to? Either you choose an animal, a dog, start having sex with dogs. Or start having sex with the same sex. The perversions of the world. It comes from this kind of extreme, extreme ideas. Of people who are not spiritual. So can't forgive. Can't let go. Multiple partners. 
We have, we have to introduce diseases and sicknesses and problems. Multiple parts. Because I, this one is not good, so I'm going to have more. You say you want to be a Christian leader. If you want to be a Christian leader. And your first temptation is your beloved's best friend. Listen, I've not finished my story. Why, why, why are you talking? Do you know where I'm going? Your first temptation, when you are breaking up with your beloved, then you go for your best friend. What do you think that says about you? You see, even if you fall, even if you fall, God forbid you shouldn't fall. Even if you fall, go and fall far away. <laughs> but you fall where we, where we have predicted that you fall. That's where you are falling. And you say you want to be a Christian leader. Don't be a leader. Pastor. And you have, you have, you have no self-control. When you are, if you are leaving your beloved, when you leave her, you go for her sister or her best friend. Is that, you see, because that person, that person has always been a constant temptation. Always, all the, all the time, all the time she has been. Because when you have a problem, she's the one who resolves it. She's the one who talks to you nicely. But because you are not matured, it's not even okay to you that if I will fall, let me go and fall far. Let me go, let me go far. Let me even go abroad. But when you fall, when we, where we all think you can fall, you're, you're a child. 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 I said, you need to, there has to be love. Then there has to be joy. Can you see joy? Joy. You must be happy. You must be happy. I'm telling you, it's a fruit of the spirit. Joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You must have joy. You must find joy. There is joy in the house of the Lord. Joy. That's what we call minshe. Minshe is from a language, a language that the mean means inside. And then share means satisfied or fulfilled. So it's like your inside is fulfilled. Your inside is satisfied. It's like I am okay. That is mean share. My inside has shared. Yes. That's joy. Joy. That's why we say there's mean share in the church. Mean is inside. It's like my inside. My, my mean. My mean. It's my inside. And then share. It's like, it's full. It's satisfied. It's okay. Or it has reached the limit. So my inside has reached its limits. My inside is satisfied. My inside is full. My inside is pleased. Mean share. My inside has shared. 
Yes. That is joy. That is joy. Joy. I have joy. I've got joy. I've got joy. I've got joy. I've got joy. May you have the spirit of joy. As you, as you mature in the things of God, you have joy. Then the next one is peace. You must have peace. Why do you want to quarrel? Why are you always quarreling? Peace. Peace, la. Peace, la. Eh? Peace. Okay? Long suffering. Long suffering. That suffer for a long time. Gentleness. That is, accept stages and phases. Let things happen gradually. Don't skip a face. Don't jump. Don't jump the queue. Wait for your turn. Wait for your turn. Patiently wait for your turn. Goodness. Be good. Faith. Have faith. Meekness. It's like humble. Not easily offended. Not easily affected. A meek person is not easily affected. The dictionary's definition for meek is Tamely subject to injury. The opposite of tame is wild. So of us, when we are when we are wounded or offended, we go wild. It's like, hey, you don't know. You start taking off your head. You don't know. Hey. No. Then you go, we go. The animal, the animal nature in you comes out. You see, one day I was with my son in the car and I was on the parking lot. And I saw a car pulling out. So I was waiting for the car to pull out so that I can go there. One of these times where you don't have anywhere to park. Then, when the car pulled, another car was coming. So he stopped. So now we're all waiting for this one to pull out. I was there before he came. So when he pulled out, unfortunately for me, he turned in my direction. So I have to wait for him to go. And then this guy who had just come and has seen me turned in. So, don't try this at home. So, I got out of the car. And I left my door open. And I walked towards him in his car. When I, when I got to his car, I didn't even talk. He just said, you wanted to park here? I said, yes. He said, sorry. Then he reversed that. But listen, 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 to, listen to what I'm saying before you go and try it. Listen. I've told you, don't try this. So don't try it. Especially if you are short, don't try it. Listen. When I got into the car, then my son said, Daddy, if I was you, I would have looked for somewhere else to park. And I said to myself, ah, what have I done? <laughs> what, what, what have I done? I mean, it's like, what, what have I done? I said, that's when it dawned on me that what I did was very dangerous. Anything could have happened. Because I actually went for the space on my feet. Not even with my car. I went on my feet for the space. I realized that no. Just a space. Just because of a space. Just because of a space. I needed temperance. Temperance over car park spaces. 
temperance to control yourself. I said, that's the matter. I said, space. I'll get another space. Temperance. You see, but the little boy gave me counsel. Yes, he gave me counsel. He said, no, no, if I were to be you, no, 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 I wouldn't have gone. Because he was, I'm sure he was, I'm sure he was trembling in the car. What's going to happen? <laughs> he said, no, no, no. Temperance. Temperance is self-control. Self-control. There's a self-control. If you have temperance, you'll be a very controlled person. Yeah, controlled. You'll not be falling every morning. You're having some problems every morning. You'll be controlled. Not, not that you can't see the opportunity, opportunity to fall. You'll see, but temperance. Temperance. You'll not be resigning from jobs at any small. You, you, don't, you, you don't have any other job. You've left the job in anger. You don't even have a work permit. (laughs) Principle number five. We are finishing. Tell your neighbor we are finishing. Principle number five says that there are three types of temptations for every Christian. Temptations of a baby. Temptations of a child. And temptations of the mature. But let me help you to write it properly. Don't rush. There are three types of temptations for every Christian. Temptations of a baby, which are fleshly temptations. Then temptations of a child, which are loyalty and faithfulness. And then temptations of the mature, which are temptations of obedience. Everybody has their portion. You see it in the temptations of Christ in Luke chapter 4. Turn the stones into bread and eat. When you're, when you're a baby, you're always turning stones into bread and eat. Things you shouldn't be eating, you're eating them. Yeah, that's the temptations of a, of a baby. Always a baby, baby Christians, they're always turning stones into bread. Yeah. Even if they have the power to, to consume, they will see them consuming arranging to consume stones for breakfast. Planning to go and eat stones for breakfast. Because you know when we put the stones out, we can turn it into bread. We'll say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we sanctify these stones. Yeah. Nobody finish, you come and confess that I've just turned some stones into bread. Then the temptations of a child that's loyalty. You know, I've spoken to you a lot about stability, being stable. Children are unstable. They can't stay here. I'm going there. There's a new church here. There's a new movement here. There's this here. I can't stay in this ministry. I've danced a lot. Now I'm losing weight. I want to, I want to be like the... Um... I haven't said anything. Did I say anything? I was looking this way, but maybe I was thinking about this way. Huh. Yeah. So these are the temptations. Then the temptation of the, oh, the mature is obedience. Will you do what God said you should do? Will you take up your cross? Can, can you, do you even hear from God? 
You see, when you're a baby, your, your, your problems are not God said I should do this, so I'm really doing it. Your, 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 your problems are these, these problems. Yes, but as you grow up, you see your, your problems now. It's that God says I should do this. I believe God is calling me. I need to enter the ministry. I need to enter the ministry. When you have mature Christians around you, you're a pastor, you have mature, you'll be under pressure all the time. You'll be under pressure of people who want to do more. Who want to do more. But when you have babies or children around you, you see every time your problem is, can I move from here to here? Can I go here to here? Can I go here to here? Today I don't want to come to church. Next week I'll come. This, this You have babies and children. When you have matured ones, to tell you, please, please, can I have an evangelistic program on, on Thursday? I know Friday we have salvation rally, but I've seen an area that I, there are some souls there. I want to go and do something there. I say, go. Because I feel the call and the edge from God to serve him and to do. I want to be a shepherd. I want to be this. That's mature people. Obedience. Because they take up your cross. Missions to missions. See, but they are not going for missions. They are looking for new jobs. Better jobs. Self-improvement. Regeneration. I've only seen one sister who broke up with her beloved. I said, why? I said, in this day and age, sister, you've got it. He said, oh, yes. I said, why? I said, well, he's not interested. He's not interested in missions. That's what she said. That was the reason she gave. I don't know whether it's another, but at least the reason she gave is that she's not inter- he's not interested in missions. Yes. Today, she's married on the missions. Yes. She said, she said, he's not a bad person. There's nothing wrong with him. The only thing is that we've had a conversation. I can see that he is not interested in the ministry. He is not interested in the ministry. And I want to be in the ministry. Yes. And I've, it's like, it's like I, can't, I can't join myself to somebody who is not interested. Because that person, because, and she's right. If you marry the wrong person, your ministry is quenched. It ends. I've seen people change because of marriage. Not because of sin, because of marriage. I've seen, I've seen they've changed. Don't say they haven't changed, but they have changed. Man is a spirit. <laughs> Man is a spirit. I've only seen one person, this one lady. She sat in for said, No. They said, There's nothing wrong with him. He's not bad. He's not this. He's not even tried to sleep with me. Nothing. There's no problem. Just that in our discussions. He is not ministry minded. He is mindful about other things. So I think that we have to end now. That's a spiritual person talking. Others, they will give you 17 reasons why. You, you are even talking about the baby. They will give you 17 reasons why his, his baby thinks you, you can manage. Manage. Be a manager of babies. Open a nursery. But the temptation of the mature is obedience. Will you do what God is saying? Will you do what God is saying? Will you separate yourself from what God is saying? Separate yourself from. Because God says separate yourself. One of the things he can say is separate. Separate yourself from this. Separate yourself from this company. Separate yourself from this good old friend. Separate. Then I'll give you the next instruction. Separate. Do this. Answer the call. Will you obey? Can you obey? 
Can you obey? Or you come up with stories that you've bought a new land, you've married a new wife. Your wife is pregnant. You have a new baby. You have this, you do this, you want pounds. You have this job, this. Meanwhile, God is calling you. God is calling. But that's the temptation for the mature. And then number six, your spiritual age does not correspond to your natural age. That's why you can be 20 years and be a pastor. You can be 18 years and be a pastor. You can be 23 and be a bishop. Yes. First love bishops will be young bishops. They will not be in their 50s and their 60s. But do you know the journey to becoming a bishop? You are allergic. You are allergic to many. You are even allergic to a basenta leader. <laughs> before you even become a pastor, before you become a full-time pastor, tested and tried with transfers and moves. <laughs> Luke chapter 3, verse 22. 22, 22, And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape, like a dove upon him. And the voice came from heaven, which said, Thou art my beloved son, in thee I am well pleased. Verse 23. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age. For all this time that you see, he's just, the Bible says he's about 30 years. That's roughly 30 years, plus or minus two. So either 28 to 32 or 27 to 33, plus or minus three, about there, he's around the age of 30. But he was doing great things, great miracles, great miracles. You don't need to be 60 before you can become anointed. You don't need to be 60 before you're anointed. Or 50. Or 35. He was crucified at 33. By 33, it was over. Everything was over. Everything you knew or you know about Jesus today, he did it by the age of 33. By 33, everything is over. Everything has ended. Yeah. So you can serve God now. Your spiritual age does not correspond to your natural age. You can be 20, but spiritually you are 81. Experienced, strong, and anointed. Young. Your problems are not the problems of the young people because you've matured. You've matured. You've grown up. And finally, principle number seven. Spiritual babies will be in the outer darkness of heaven. These are the people who had a talent from God, but they never used it. According to Matthew chapter 25, verse 30. Matthew 25, 30. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The unprofitable servant is the one who has received one talent and he said that I didn't use it because I was afraid of you because you are this. You know, people who blame 
blame their leaders. That's why they can't serve God. They don't want to serve God. They said, because of my pastor or because of my shepherd, I won't serve. I'll just be a Christian. Yes, you'll be a Christian. You'll get to heaven, but your place will be outer darkness. That's, that's the example. You can read the whole passage. Because of time, I can't read the whole passage. You can read the whole passage. Different people, different people were given talent. This guy said that he won't use it. His reason why he won't use it is because his pastor, he said his pastor is a wicked man. He's a hard man, hard, difficult to please, difficult to work with. Nothing pleases him. He's not pleased by anything. So he wrapped up his talent in a napkin and hid it. When he came, he said, here, get it. You wait, the day of accountability is coming. Tell God that all oh, the thing here it is given because you gave me this pastor that I can't, I couldn't work with. I couldn't flow with. I couldn't flow with him. I couldn't flow with him. One of the things on your journey in God is that you have to accept the person that God has given to you. You have to accept. Not change. You have to accept. And say, this is the trainer that God has given. This is exactly what I need. If you give you another trainer, you see, you even backslide. You can, it's tough if you're in another church. You will never even hear of something called call. You hear of investment. I'm not saying it's wrong. I don't know that it's wrong or correct. But I'm saying you will hear another word. You hear of investments. Seven steps to pay off your mortgage. And you are in a church where you hear things of the call of God. Work for God. It's as you be thinking, this person, does he know me? Does he know the problems I have? God knows you. God knows you. He still says, I like you. You can do something. And you are saying, no, he's a hard man. He's hard. It's difficult to serve God here. You think it's everywhere that you can serve God? It's everywhere that you can serve God. It's everywhere that you can serve God. Give me one other church in the city of London that talks about missions. Give me one other church, one. Give me one. I'm waiting for you before we share the grace. Give me one other church in the city of London that talks about me. That's a move from here to that country. Go on missions. Go here. Go and serve God. Go and serve God. Give me one. I just, just say one church. Not summer holidays to go and help build houses somewhere <laughs> in South America. No, no, no. Well, I'm, I've gone on missions for six months and I'm back. Your life, that you have given your life. You've gone, you've gone there to die there. It's your life. That is where your life will be. That's missions. Not that I've gone here for six months or six weeks. I sat by a lady uh, once from a certain country. As we're flying back, she said, so tired. I said, what, what do you do? He said, I came on missions. You know? I said, missions? For how long? He said, oh, for six weeks. I've been here for six weeks. Here for six weeks, we've managed to refurbish this and refurbish that. She didn't even talk about one soul that has been won. Refurbishment. That's missions. Yes. Providing water. Bless them for their work. Bless them for their work. I understand the type of mission that I'm talking about. Your hmm. one talent. You need somebody who will guide, who will put you on the path for the will of God for your life. To work for God, to serve God, to be a minister. You see, he's a hard person. So you've wrapped it up. Heaven 
you will make it to heaven. But there's a place, wait, there's a place called, verse 30, give me verse 30. There's a place called outer darkness. It's in heaven, outer darkness. Maybe if we're on earth, maybe outer darkness perhaps would be like Jupiter or Venus. Yes. You see how we can stand, we can look up, we can see Venus. Venus is the brightest star that you see. You see it in the morning, you see it in the evening. It's a day star. You see that it's bright, bright. When the, uh, the skies are crazy, it's, it sits there bright. It doesn't twinkle. Stars twinkle, planets don't twinkle. You see there, it sits there bright. The day star is bright sitting there. I'm sure maybe that's how outer darkness will be. It will be on earth. We will see this. Told you, we all get there. And that's oh, you have to be taken to outer darkness somewhere far because of your talent, not because of fornication. We are not talking about fornication anymore. Now we're talking about mature people, not fornication and those things. We are talking about your talent, your gift, your calling. God has called you to work for Him, to serve Him. You've wrapped it up, wrapped it up because because your your your, past, your pastor shouted at you, or your pastor told you off. Or your basenta leaders said that you can't lead worship anymore. Or your center leader said, said that no, you shouldn't dance, you should pray. <laughs> so you are unhappy. <laughs> Read your Bible. Outer darkness. Say, cast the unprofitable servant. Once we say he was unprofitable. In other words, he was of no use. No use for the kingdom. No use. So he was zero use for the kingdom. Cast him into outer darkness. It means he was, and prophet means useless. He was useless. Useless guy. Useless guy of no use. Chair warmer. He, came, he comes to warm the chair. He comes to warm the chair and goes to eat Nando's after the grace has been shared. Yeah. Has nobody to interact with, nobody to talk to, nobody to encourage about church. Nothing. Just warms the pew. Finish. Unprofitable, especially those who were going to. Do you remember that guy I was telling you about in the other church or 20 years ago? He follows his wife everywhere. When his wife left the church, he left the church. I met him on the train once. I was, I was wondering, so you can't bring your wife to you, can't lead your wife. Your wife leads you. You can't. I mean, it's like you can't. I say, hey, Pastor, you don't know. Pastor, you don't know. You should see her. I said, when I see her, what will I do? <laughs> And if I see if, if I see her tomorrow, I'll understand why you've become an unbeliever. If I see your wife at home, and you, you make yourself into an unprofitable, unprofitable. You will never be unprofitable servant. Yes. May you enter into mansions. Amen. I'm planning for mansions. I'm planning for mansions. I'm believing God. I'm believing God that my portion will be mansions. Yes. Jesus has told us, I'm going to prepare a place for you. In my father's house are many mansions. Can you imagine a house that has mansions in it? Can you picture it? Not an area, a house. But there are mansions in the house. That's a, gl- that's a glimpse of heaven that Jesus gave us. So in my father's house are many mansions. When you go to LA, Hollywood area, you see mansions. Mansions. What's that place called? That place that um, 
What's a movie? Something cop. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, yes. You see mansions. When you see it here, earth, they have mansions. My mansion is in heaven. In the house, they have mansions. So that, that place, you, you see streets. You say from here. They even tell you from here. It's almost like, it's like an area that you can't, you can't go easily. From here, there are mansions, celebrities. This is where they live. When you see the buildings and the houses, they are not houses, they are mansions. Mansions, you see them long like the mansions. But in my father's house, there are a lot of them, a lot of them there. May you have one. How many of you would like to go to outer darkness? How many of you would like to have mansions? I want a mansion. I want a mansion. That's why I, I try, I, I, I'm always around in church, working, talking, serving God, serving God. Even, even when you offend me, I don't allow your, your offense to ground me or even use it to preach, to advise others. Yes, because my eyes are on this. My eyes are not on you. No, 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 no. I was born again before you came. God. People who retire from ministry, you're putting yourself in danger. Those of you who retire and feel comfortable in your retirement and proudly discuss your retirement and proudly give reasons why you are retired and why you are the way you are. You're putting your soul in danger. Your soul is in danger. You'll get to heaven, but there's a place. Darling, outer darkness, darling. Outer, outer darkness. In case people think I'm making up a story. There. Outer darkness. There's a place outer in darkness. But it's in heaven. Far out there. Put him there. Just put him there. You will grow up. Amen. How many of you have understood principles of spiritual growth? How many can see the need that we have to grow up? We have to grow. We have to grow quickly. You have to grow. You have to grow. You have to grow fast. You have to grow fast. Fast, fast. Understand yourself. If you understand yourself, you manage yourself well. If you understand your car, you will drive it well. Yeah. You don't understand the car. That's why you're always depressing the accelerator and burning fuel. Another reason why you shouldn't overspeed because overspeeding wastes petrol. Yeah. You just don't understand the mechanics of the car. That's why you're always and feeling cool. You're burning fuel. Yeah. You don't understand why every time your tank is empty. Because you don't understand how to use the car. Understand yourself, this body. Understand it. Understand the body. This, this, this thing, flesh. This flesh. Understand it. Understand it and manage it well. Understand the flesh. You have to understand the flesh and know the principles that work on the flesh and with the flesh. And say, this flesh, I will not allow you to take me to hell. Because this is your house. The real you is in. So tell this body that, hey, hey, understand you. I know who you are. I know how you are. I know how you behave. I can't release you to just do what you want to do. I can't release you. I want a mansion. How many of you want mansions? You want mansions? You like mansions? You really want mansions? Are you serious? Then get serious with God. Grow up, mature, work for Him. Use your talent. Use your talent. Use your talent. Your talent is your ability. The ability, the grace you have. Use it to serve him. Stand to your feet.
So all retirees of ministry, I'm speaking to you in conclusion. I know I'm not afraid of you. I'm speaking to you. Wake up and serve God. Wake up. Don't make yourself bad examples to babies and young ones because you're becoming bad, terrible examples. Terrible. Sit up and serve him. There's a place called outer darkness waiting for you. All retirees. Outer darkness waiting for you. Mm. Ask God for mercy and grace. Yes, mercy and grace. The Lord help me. Lord help me. Lord help me. Pray to him. Lord help me. Lord help me. Lord, I want to grow. I want to mature. I want to mature. Pray. Lord, I want to mature. I want to grow up. I want to grow up. I want to grow up. Grace to grow up. Strength to grow up. Wisdom to grow up. Wisdom to grow up. Wisdom to grow up. Malaba shiba katala bahistaya. Maladastiande labiatastaya. Kariadostianda. Kalabatastaya. Ah. Ah, Lord. Ah, Lord. Ah, Lord. Make me a fruitful Christian. A fruitful Christian, a fruitful Christian, fruitful, 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 fruitful. Lord, I want to be a fruitful believer. Fruitful, O God. Fruitful, O God. Make me fruitful. Cause me to be fruitful. Pray the Lord, make me fruitful. I want to be fruitful in your house. I want to be fruitful in your house. I want to be fruitful in your house. Make me fruitful, Lord. Make me fruitful, Lord. Ah, labashita, labadiba, kapashanda, labakaba, labahanda, labahata, yata, sizastia, 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 sadiato, satalede, sadelele, leshtiada, kiliabashandaya. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your grace to make us fruitful, Lord. Anoint us unto fruitfulness. Give us the wisdom to be fruitful, Lord. May we multiply. May we multiply. May we not be few, but may we multiply. May we grow in you. May we grow and grow in you, Lord. Lord, let your word and your great principles that you've given us, let it enter our hearts with understanding, Lord. With understanding, Lord. Let us never forget these great principles, Lord. May you help us to become better believers. Better believers. Fruitful believers. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. 
Now while every eye is closed, every head is bowed, I want to pray for you. Maybe somebody invited you to church today. Or you've been coming to church but deep in your heart. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're not sure whether it'll be heaven or hell for you the day you drop dead. But today you want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a new man, a new person. I want to grow in God. I want to grow in Christ. I want to grow in the faith. I want to serve God. I want meaning. I want to have meaning in this life. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed. I want to pray for you. If you are here like that. You say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Lift up very high. Very high. God bless you. God bless you. Very high. You want to join in. I can see those hands. I can see the hands. I can see the hands. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Today is my day. Today is my day. I want a better life. Lift it up. Pastor, pray with me. Say, yes. Yes, I need prayer. I need to be prayed for. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to give my life to God today. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. Very quickly. Very quickly. Just a prayer. Just a prayer. Just a prayer. You switch from hell to heaven. Just a prayer. Just a prayer. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hands. If you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing for me. One more thing. I want you to come all the way to me here in the front. All the way. Wherever you are, come. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Come. Even if you didn't lift up your hand and you want to give your life to Jesus, come. Yes, come. Come from the back. Come from the side. Yes. Yes. We want to see you there. Yes. to Jesus today. Yes. Yes, heaven is going to be alright. Because you are there. Come and join us. We are going to heaven. Come. Come on, sing it. We are coming to God. Yes. Yes. As long as you are there. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, sing it. I'm waiting for you. You want to give your life to Jesus today. It's your turn. It's your turn. Yes. We want to see you there. We want to see you there. We want to see you there. Yes. We want to see you there. I'm not thinking about the sight. It's going to be wonderful. Yes. We know there are going to be golden streets. There are going to be mansions. But all we want to see is that you are there. Yes. As long as you are there. I'm waiting. Are you coming? Come to Jesus. Yes. Yes. As long as you're there. Yes. As 
with me let's say this all important prayer this is the most important prayer you ever make in your lifetime there's no better prayer that you ever make today apart from what you're about to say today every eye close every head bowed in this place please let's close our eyes to bow our heads and i want everybody in this room to say this prayer after me especially those of you in front say with me say heavenly father Thank you for Jesus Who died on the cross For my sins And rose up on the third day Now say Lord Jesus Please come into my heart Be the Lord of my life Now say Heavenly Father I am a sinner Please forgive me Of all my sins Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for accepting me. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you, thank you for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray for these wonderful ones. Give them peace. Give them joy. Anything that troubles their peace, I curse it today. Let them have peace in this new life. Let them have a fruitful relationship with you. A meaningful walk with you. Thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Say a big amen. amen. God bless you. Please receive these gifts before you go back to your seat. God bless you. As long as you're there. As long as, long as you're there. As long as you're there. Oh, I'm not thinking about the sights. Yes. Oh, no. I won't be there to enjoy the view. Mm. I think heaven will be alright. You think heaven will be alright? Just as long as you're there. As long as you're there. As long as there. the mansion is it as long as she's there as long as she's there yeah yeah they'll be walking by the lakes and the rivers and the streets in heaven visiting each other in the mansions as long as she's there you'll be all right come on sing it as long as you're there So it'll be alright. It'll be alright. Yes.
Thank you, Father, for this blessing and this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. <laughs> Brothers, sisters. Brothers, sisters, we are one and our lives have just begun. opportunity to receive the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus. May it be a blessing for us, Lord, in our lives, Lord, in our lives, Lord. We claim every benefit. We claim every profit. We claim every blessing in the communion today, Lord. May it happen practically in our lives, Lord. May sicknesses be healed. May poverty disappear. May failure be banished from our lives, Lord. May untimely death be banished from our lives, oh God. Thank you for peace of mind and for sanity, Lord. And thank you for your great blessing as we eat and drink the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus. The body of Christ. Eat it.
the blood of Jesus. The precious blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. I declare that all is well with you. I declare that which has troubled your peace, that which has disturbed your progress, that which has disturbed your advancement and your success. I declare cursed today. I declare destroyed today. Receive the abundance of the blessings of the blood of Jesus. Walk in it. Move in it. Operate in it. Live in it. Live by it. May the blood of Jesus speak on your behalf. No witch, no curse, no spell, no spirit shall take advantage over you. You are blessed by the covering of the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the blood. In Jesus' name, amen. Everything you do has guaranteed victory through the blood of Jesus. You'll be victorious. You will never be put to shame. You will never be disgraced. Everything shall work together for your good. Receive the grace to prosper. Receive the blessing of excellence. You will excel. You will do well. You will be strong and not weak. It shall be well with you. In Jesus name. Amen. Shout your craziest amen you've ever shouted. Is that your really your craziest? Come on, go crazy again. Amen. The last time I saw a crazy person, he was jumping and moving and turning. But your craziness is too controlled. It's not crazy. I said, shout a crazy amen. Yes. Unbelievably great is about to happen in your life. Something that will make you wonder is this God has God done it again? Shout an amazing amen. You are blessed. 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 Be blessed. Take your seats. Wow. It's going to happen to you. Practically. Practically. An amazing door has just flung open for somebody. Wow. I see you walking in high places. A place that has been a dream. I see you entering it. It shall be your life. You'll be used to greatness. Get used to greatness. Prepare yourself for greatness. God is blessing you. Be blessed. 
We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and on Instagram. Have a blessed week. Is risen upon